Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If it happens on the Cars Tour, Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. Stephen Dunn, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carrier's Cars Tour. We were scheduled to be at Wake County Speedway on Friday night, or Friday and Saturday this coming week, but that has been postponed due to the tire shortage. Uh, so we've got a little special edition for you of the Stickered Up podcast. We're going to do the spotters edition. We've got uh, Adam Resnick, who spots for Justin Johnson, Robert Arch, who spots for both Josh Berry and Mason Diaz, and PJ Bryant, who spots for Caden Honeycutt, all three in studio. And we're going to talk to those guys in segment two and three. Uh, but we want to recap the one of the the best races, uh, most fanfare filled races of the 2021 campaign, the throwback 276 at Hickory Motor Speedway that saw two drivers win their second throwback 276, Matt Craig in the super late model, Josh Berry in the late model stock. We'll go to Tony Stevens, Steve Post, and Winston Kelly in the recap. He's in the frame now. He's in the picture, but he's only got three quarters of a mile to get the job done. Webster gets way out of harm's way, way off from the racetrack now as Matt Craig able to race by, and it's a fresh open racetrack for Matt Craig. We're down to three laps to go, and Chandler Smith not able to do anything. He's gotten by the lap jar, but he is still a good 10 or 12 car lengths behind Matt Craig with two laps to go. Back white flag is out. One more trip around the speedway for Matt Craig. Final three-eighths of a mile for Matt Craig. He has held off all challengers so far here this afternoon, and Matt Craig will emerge off turn number four, a winner for the second time in the Honeywell home throwback 270 six by baker distributing oh man i don't know i love this track you know it's it's slick it's worn out you gotta use your head you gotta you gotta have a good car i mean it's, that's like every track we just want to run good here so every time i come here put extra effort in and, and, and try to dig really deep and get the win diaz is not letting him get far he's well within striking distance steve how well i don't know what word you want to use but we're about ready to find out aggressive will Mason Diaz be on the final lap here at Hickory in pursuit of the throwback 276 he nearly gets into Barry there in turn two and that's going to be all she wrote here comes Josh Barry into turn number three and for the second time in his career Josh Barry is a winner in the Honeywell home throwback 276 here at the Hickory Motor Speedway as he's going to crawl out of the car the fans here at Hickory Motor Speedway giving him the dues the cheers that he certainly has earned he definitely had to earn this victory tonight josh this has been a whale of a 2021 but we've got to start with this race and i want to go to early in the race first it looks like you drop back and perhaps in that second stage were you doing tire management at that particular time yeah um man it's hard here it's so hard here because you got to be up front but you can't wear it out and it's just such a game and man i hate leading early in the race i don't know i guess i just feel like if i lose then at the end that'll be the excuse so um you know we just stayed in the top four kind of got fell back a little further than we wanted to but um was able to get back up front and 
we had a really good car in the long run. It took about seven or, lap, seven or eight laps for it to come in, um, so I knew I was going to have my hands full with Mason there at the end. He looked like he was a little bit better for the first, you know, 15 or 20 laps, and then it would kind of even out, and then I would get better. So um, just hats off to him, and hats off to all these guys, man. We, uh, we worked so hard this weekend. And again, Matt Craig with his second triumph in the throwback 276 on the super late model side. Chandler Smith second, Bubba Pollard third, Carson Quapple fourth, and Kyle Plott round out the top five. With the win, Matt Craig stretched his points lead over Carson Quapple to eight points, five races into the 2021 campaign. And again, on the late model side, Josh Berry victorious in his second throwback 276. He was followed by Mason Diaz in second, Sam Yarbrough with a strong third place run, Mini Tyrell with his best finish of 2021 he actually led some laps in the event jared fryer fifth bobby bacardi sixth. caden honeycutt with a strong seventh place finish caden actually started at the rear of the field made some unapproved changes went to the back and moved his way all the way for a solid top 10 finish sam butler connor jones deke mccaskill run out the top 10 looking at the point series point standings for the late model stock cars eight events in the books bobby mccarty the two-time champion still ahead 220 points caden Honeycutt three markers behind Jared Fryer is six points behind in third followed by Justin Johnson in fourth ten points behind Deke McCaskill round out the top five he is 19 markers behind Bobby McCarty uh, next race for both the super late models and the late model stock cars they'll be at Motor Mile uh, two weeks um, they'll be the final weekend of August we'll preview that race in our next edition of the Stickered Up podcast but we're going to come back after this caution flag Brandon Willard has the caution flag out and we return to Stickered Up We'll have our spotters edition with Adam Resnick, PJ Bryant, and Robert Arch. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. BST. Bryant Shock Technology. Providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20 plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact PJ Bryant 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxboro, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. 
the official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. RNS Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336 213 0736. That's 336 213 0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336 213 0736, South Boston, Virginia. This is Lane Riggs, driver of the number 99 per your tank line, solid rock carriers, Turner Asphalt, late model stock. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn and powered by Solid Rock Carriers. Green flag back out, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. In studio, I've got three sets of eyes that make it possible for some of our Cars Tour guys to get around the racetrack safely. Uh, I've got uh, Mr. Adam Bresnik, who spots for Justin Johnson. Let's say hello. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm really excited about being here. Thank you. Robert Arch, who spots for two cars tour drivers. You got Mr. Josh Berry and Mr. Mason Diaz. Yeah. Hey, everybody. And then we've got PJ Bryan, who spots for the leading RNS Rookie of the Year candidate, Caden Honeycutt. Well, for now. Well, for now. <laughs> May have some breaking news no. here before the end of the podcast. No. Try not to get fired. Try not to get fired. No. Uh, well, guys. Uh, Thank you guys so much for all coming up and uh, and doing this. I thought it'd be a lot of fun for people to see, hear a little bit different perspective. We've got drivers in here all the time. We've had track promoters in here. But I've always thought that having spotters in here would be a really cool thing. So um, thank you guys for being here. I do want to start with um, with Robert. I mean, you had uh, both of your drivers finish 1-2 at Hickory. I know obviously you were spotting for Josh, but were you maybe secretly pulling for Mason to win on Saturday night? running second i mean i wouldn't have cared either way who won um i mean it was good to see mason finally have some good luck it's been a terrible year as far as bad luck bad tires and getting caught up with other people's stuff and stuff that wasn't part of our doing um but i mean of course i was working with josh so i'd rather see him win that night but either way i mean seeing both of them run was was pretty good yeah and and pj you had your hands full on on you know at hickory you came from the back to finished seventh and man that had to be uh had to be a little bit of a challenge for both you and Caden right yeah I, I don't I don't know if I'd want it any other way especially with Caden trying to you know trying to teach him how to points race he doesn't everything he's ever run he's kind of moved around done some stuff and and talking to his parents before the race they you know they said look you got to teach him how to points race because he doesn't know and so that was about the most nerve-wracking thing of the night was just trying to you know get him not to to get overexcited and he he did a good job worked his way right up man you guys are doing all the segues that i need you're talking <laughs> about points racing um <clears throat> adam you know I, you and i talked about you know you spot for justin johnson justin's got two wins and in the midst of the the points championship here and you mentioned to me as a spotter you're you, you're very cognizant of that points that championship battle is it different spotting in the championship mode versus just a, a one-off race Oh, I think so. I think um, I think I'd be much more aggressive as far as spotter wise, as far as maybe taking more chances, um, maybe pushing a little harder. But you know, we're in um, we committed to a cars tour championship and was hoping for the triple crown, but we ruined that. And um, but um, but PJ did an unbelievable job with Caden last week. I saw a big difference in Caden's attitude, and um, I think PJ is a big part of that. Um, 
And then with Justin, we just flat out sucked. <laughs> you know. Welcome we, to my but, year with Mason yeah, Diaz. Yeah, I felt, I, felt like, I felt like we were Mason Diaz, <laughs> except we did finish. Um, but no, I, I, we, we came back and we, and we finished, I think, um, 13th. Yeah. And um, so I, I felt like it was a good point staying. I think Justin did an incredible job. And um, it's amazing how you have nights like that versus nights you finish second, and you're really more proud of that. I'm probably just as proud of that 13th place night as I, as I was, you know, some of the second place. Finishes. Well, you know, you think about it, and you and I talked about this. If Justin Johnson ends up winning this championship, you look at a 13th at Hickory as being the, the race that actually won the championship for him, right? Well, I, yeah, we were sitting, I think, uh, nine, I think we ran about 19th or 20th the whole time. Yeah. And we just got we just really played it well in the end, and um, Justin didn't give up, Marcus didn't give up, and Hunter and and me. I think we all stuck in there, and uh, you got to be positive. It's like anything else in life; you just got to try to get what you can and try to work through it, and just be as positive as you can and not not quit. You know, I listened to you um, during the Hickory race. I listened to you the whole race, and your demeanor so smooth and calm and. It's 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 really. I mean, it's, and I want to ask both of you guys too. I mean, you got. I mean, Robert, you 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 just got the spot for a lot of guys, right? How do you change the way you spot to different guys? Uh, well, the way I spot, I don't change. Like I've had people say, "This is what I want. This is what I want," and then ten laps into the race, I just do my normal deal. Like <laughs> you sign I mean, up for me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you call me, so this is what you get, kind of thing. And uh, I mean, but the biggest thing is like. Adam knows me like really well like me outside of racing like I'm loud I'm arrogant like just balls to the wall everything like a lot of people like just don't realize like how I could ever be a spotter and then they listen to me on the radio and they're like you're two different people like it's just cool calm and collective like the stuff doesn't really bother me now I will get animated sometimes on the radio but for the most part like if you listen to me on the radio, it's two different people. You wouldn't know that I'm the same person. Oh, so. yeah, I've heard you on the radio. You, it, you, so, it's a flip a switch. But, yeah, no, I mean, I don't – I just – I used to race, so I kind of know, like, what I wanted to hear, and so I just do the same thing, and it seems to work pretty well. When you said you used to race, you raced this past Friday night at Wake County, didn't you? Well, I'm, like, semi-retired. I don't know. We're talking well, about how'd that, how'd that go? I, I didn't ever hear. I run second. I wrecked a guy because he made me mad. <laughs> But I run second in both races. Who spotted for you? Uh, a guy named Brian Sullivan. He, okay. Uh, he spots for Brandon yeah, Brian Clemens. Brian spot for you? That's awesome. Yeah. So some guy died by me. When I got back to him the next lap, I drove through him. <laughs> so we run second. I uh, I just couldn't reach the steering wheel. I was, like, locked out like this. And I, I was passing AJ for the lead with, like, three to go. And he pinned me down. I got loose and about wrecked. And we run second. And, Adam, you, you race. You have raced. I'm not. I'm not done yet. We um, every year I try to come do a little bit of racing, and probably before the end of the year, I hope to run some late model. But it, but it does help. I mean, I think PJ, have you ever raced any? Yeah, yeah a little that bit. was my long, question. Long time ago. That was my question. Yeah, a long time ago. But most of mine's just I, I've been around the racetrack so much that so all my spotting was just kind of, you know, watching the watching everybody. You know. But you have raced. Going, yeah, go kart right. stuff like that, right. and then, you know, heck, I started traveling on the Xfinity series when I was 17. So it, it, you know, I've always been around racing. And um, that's what helped me the most. I do got a question. Do y'all listen to yourselves? Yes. You do? I do now. I it do, too. Do and, that, and that's what I think has helped helps, me the most, it too. Helps a lot. I know when I first started doing it, I'd start listening to myself. I'd, like, stop talking. I'd be like, oh, I'm listening to myself. i got to stop. But I think it makes you better because you're not yelling. And I just do yeah. it because I know he hears me. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that, but it's the yelling aspect. Like, if you 
racing side by side and beating the doors off of it right. each other or something, and you're going to get elevated, and then the driver is going to get all up on the wheel and start running into stuff and uh, unbelievable getting sideways. But if you hear yourself, it's much quieter because you're not the headphones don't muffle your sound. So it's yeah, I feel like it helped me a ton or made me a better. Spot. That's awesome. I, I learned, yeah, I learned something right there. Yeah, thank you. Who's the first uh, PJ? I'll ask you first. Who was <clears> the first person that you spotted for, and how did that come about? Like who? How do you? Get your first spotting gig, man. I, I think, man. You know what? I don't really know. It may have been Mike Skinner, and I can't. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, deal. and you know, back then it was kind of like whoever could do it. You know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't like it wasn't like there was people that had spotter jobs and you right. have a bag with a you know. But I think it was just kind of like, uh, we need a spotter. Uh, PJ, you're not doing anything. Do it. And that's how I kind of that was. Man, I gotta think. I don't. Is that in the trucks? No, that was Xfinity. Okay, um, that's big time, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah no, for, right out of the box, man. It was like right out of the no box. No pressure. No, um, I want to say it was like oh, oh one or two thousand. I don't know. I'd have to look back. Robert, your first spotting gig. My first spotting gig was uh, my neighbor. His name was Kevin Floors. He had a super late model. Um, that was pretty much my first job when I was in high school. He moved in and had a bunch of race cars and. I learned everything I knew about race cars through him. He wrecked that damn thing every week. And when I mean every week, it was every week he wrecked it. And uh, he had a lot of money, but he didn't know how to work on it. And he, he said, he wrecked it the first night out. And uh, he said, man, I ain't got time to carry it to Charlotte. I was like, I can fix it. I ain't ever worked on a race car day in my life. And I sat out there for a week and put that bitch back together. And he destroyed it the next week. Um, but, I mean, that wasn't the first time I spotted for him. I mean, I'd worked for him for a year or two, and then I ended up spotting for him. I, um, I actually learned, like, listen to Paul Griffin. Um, I mean, he's probably going to get a big head after he hears this. But <laughs> he was a spotter. He's, he's on, got one anyways. <laughs> on. <laughs> he was a spotter on a Hooters Pro Cup team that I worked for, for Kirk Leone. And I was a front tire carrier when I was 15. And Paul did not work on the car. He did not push the car. He did not do nothing, but he talked at the racetrack. And I said, hmm. I want that job because he ain't got to work on it. He ain't got to do nothing. He and, just shows up with his headset yeah. and talks. So, I mean, I kind of spotted for him, and then I moved on to Alex Fleming. I spotted for him in the past series. And then Bradley McCaskill, he um, he needed me one night, and then he fell in love with my spot, and then we became best friends. And I mean, it's been a whole laundry list of people that I've spotted for. And then yeah. I spotted for Bradley forever. And then now he's dirt racing. And Do they have spotters in dirt racing? I didn't. I talked to them, and I didn't ask. They got these sticks that they hold up. Like if they're like this. That means they on your ass. If they're spread apart, it means you got room, kind of thing. But really? You, it's like smoke signals. Yeah, little. You know, like the little <laughs> wow. flashlights, like the yeah. people at the airport. Use? Yeah, yeah, that's what you use. You just stand somewhere in the racetrack and you just give them signals. So with Bradley, though, I figured out he wears an Apple Watch. So I text him like, so you read it. I read it during the cautions, and he cut a hole in his glove so he can reply back. Like, move up, move really? down. Really? Yeah, I got smart with it. I communicate via text with him. Under that cautions. is, that's very, yeah, that's very creative. So there, I mean, I've spotted for Bubba Wallace at Bristol in the Super Deal. Okay. Derek Krause in the Arca Deal. He won. He won the Arca Championship. Hmm. And then national champion Josh Berry. Yeah, and then Josh called me in the off season last year and asked me if I wanted to do that. So it's pretty much been it. That was a wild season. Yeah, <clears throat> Adam, how'd you get started spotting? I don't spot. What do you do? <laughs> you just talk. Yeah, I just um, that's not something I'm really into. Um, but Justin asked me to do it, and I did a little bit um with Michael Foth 
and he ran some cars too. But I pretty much, um, I mean, I've done a little bit off and on helping, like when I've crew from people, or yeah. you know, maybe more driving coach stuff over the years. But um, <clears throat> I just, I'm not a spotter. I just, um, I just, but I do spot for Justin Johnson. You're, you're pretty good. You're pretty good not to be a spotter. Well, I've been around it, you know, a long time. I know, um, I know how to drive, and um, I know what Justin likes. I know who he is as a person. And, uh, and it works out good, and I'm not really interested in, you know, I get phone calls all the time as far as people want me to spot or do different things, and I'm, I'm not interested in that. And, and I'm sitting here thinking i got to tell the story because if I don't, he's going to kill me. But I remember when I was – we were racing at Concord Motor Speedway, and uh, a guy named Phil Rogers come up and asked me, hey, can you spot for me tonight? And I'm like, man, I ain't never done it, but I'll do it. And uh, they took the green flag, and I'll never forget we wrecked on the back stretch. And before I could even get to the mic – he, it totaled the thing you know what i mean that was like oh, my, Jesus. and then my next race was like charlotte with skinner i'm like this I'm, I, I'm not cut out to do this and here i am you know but that's funny how things kind of you know full circle kind of go yeah. back but well both of you all three of you guys i mean you guys are the, the eyes and the ears um for for these drivers and i think that the cars tour is the best thing in racing right now as far as short track racing i mean think that the talent level is really high been very surprised i mean pleasantly surprised that we haven't torn up a ton of stuff so far this year um i was kind of thinking that hickory might be one of those carnage wreck fest which guys did a really good job you guys are a reason part of that but um do you guys put additional pressure on yourselves you know when you when you get up in there and do you have that i don't know like i I'm, I'm not nearly the level of you guys or the experience you guys i mean i spot for carter langley it and late model at south boston and you know went to langley man i just get you know get that pit in my stomach before the green flag falls just waiting for something to happen but i mean you guys all cool calm and collective here that not, nothing like that the only time i got nervous was 2013 deke mccaskill called me for martinsville his oh. spotter his spotter oh. got stung by a bee or something and got all swollen up and i was like yeah man i'll do it Bradley told him I could do it and everything. I ain't never been to the spotter stand in Martinsville, and it's Deke McCaskill. That was the same year he finished second in the national championship. I believe it was 13. Yeah. Mar- Martinsville is intimidating. Right? So. Yeah, I mean, I was nervous. and um, Y'all are not making me feel good about what I have to do in so, about five weeks. Well, I mean, it's different if you got Deke McCaskill versus Carter Langley. Right, you're right. Deke McCaskill was, you know. But still intimidating when you get up yeah, on top of that top. Yeah, yeah. but it was Deke McCaskill. He was, you know, he was hauling ass and winning all those races. And, yeah. you know, I'm scared to death of boys. And um, he called me, and I was racing at Southern National on the Friday night before, and I drove up there Saturday, and we practiced, whatever. And I didn't sleep at all. I literally did not fall asleep at, like, 5 in the morning. I was so – I had so many butterflies, and, I mean, I was just terrified. Deke qualified second, I think. I mean, he was yeah. he was actually all an ass. And uh, I didn't sleep at all, all day long. I was nervous. Like, all day long I was nervous. And um, as soon as the green flag dropped, I mean, it won't nothing. And then we ended up – you know, killing Lee and having that big wreck at the end of the race. And I almost had to fight Lee Pulliam's daddy in a spotter stand. But, I mean, I, that one and then my first time at the Snowball Derby were, like, the two times that I was, like, nervous. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's just, like, another old day. What racetrack – what's the best spotter stand that you guys have been in? Gresham. Okay. World Crown, it's, down, it's not even racing anymore. But Gresham's probably nicest, or Kern County is probably one of the nicest is out in California. PJ, I was, I was thinking Motor Mile. Isn't Motor Mile really good? 
Yeah, yeah. I think Motor Mile, the, the one that I like, uh, Martinsville's, you know, actually really, really good. Yeah, because you're so high. Up. Dominion's isn't bad. Dominion, yeah, Dominion's yeah. good. Yeah, anything you're high, yeah. it, like yeah, South well, Boston. I, I thought South Boston's yeah, South worse. Boston's terrible. Like I mean, yeah. if, if that's the one place yeah, we no, go. Hickory is too, but we yeah. don't spot them there. Yeah. We spot in the grandstands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a spot for Whitney Meggs at Hickory <laughs> a couple terrible. weeks ago that's over in Turn Four, and I was like, "What in the world are we doing over here?" Spotted eighteen races there last year. I know all about it. Yeah, and but but Adam, what about you? I mean, I mean, you say you're not a spotter, but as far as the spotter stands you've been in, what's the best one no. you've been in? Oh, I mean, Martinsville, of course. I've been been there twice. And um, I think Langley is a good spotter stand. It is. I, I really, oh, I, I really, I, that's probably I my favorite. A, I got a new candidate for the worst. And, well, um, Carteret. <laughs> I, I thought this was going to bring up the Southern <laughs> National one, but no, we'll, we'll save that. Carteret's yeah, Carteret's bad. Because you're, you're behind the bleachers. And, and, there's, and there's room for eight people. Yeah, so then you're on the one in the middle, and then they just, like, go wherever you want. Then they had to rent. It was a mess up Carteret. The, first, the one time we were standing in the middle of the racetrack – Oh, in the tower in yeah. the middle. In the middle yeah, where the, the racetrack was. And I was on standing on the top of the railing, bear hugged a down <laughs> flagpole because you couldn't see because of all the spotters. And I stood there and I said, you're screwed in turn three and four because I'm not turning around. And I just held onto that flagpole all night long. I thought you were going to say you were running up and down to the bar. No. That was Bristol when I walked in the spotter stand with four uh, beers in my hand you walked into the spotter stand at wake county when i was spotting for carter langler this year with a beer in your hand well, i mean it happens yeah that's, I mean, wake, that's wake county that's wake county <laughs> but I, I was spotting for bubba wallace in the heat race and i walked in there with four bud lights in my hand matt brooks was pissed <laughs> let me ask you this did a little bit off topic as far as the spotter stuff but uh, an issue that we've talked about several times uh, already on our podcast is the tire issue and uh, just wanted to get y'all's kind of take and opinion on that and, and where we're at. Obviously, Wake, Wake County was supposed to be scheduled for this Saturday night, and that's been postponed and pushed until October, which for me puts a really big strain on you guys' points racing because you got three races back-to-back-to-back to, back to, back to wrap up the year. I mean, that's, some, that's pretty intense. But um, what do you guys think? I mean, where, where do you get, what is y'all's stance on the well, tire? And I, I got – a stance that the drivers and the crew chiefs are probably not going to like. Well, um, that's good. We yeah, want to. No, I mean, I, I'm. I mean, you look at cup racing right now. We're cup racing Xfinity. They don't have any practice, and I think it's been some of the best races that they've ever had. You know, yeah. and it, I think it's because of practice, no practice. And you know, you don't see the guy that that runs out and is a half a lap ahead of everybody else. And I feel like you look back at Hickory. You know, kind of everybody had to bring their own tires and. And do the deal, and I think that was some of the best racing we'd seen all year. Now, you know, for the rookies and all that, I know that's bad, but heck, man, if dirt guys can do it for 15 minutes, we don't need four hours to figure it out, you know. And I think I think it makes the racing better. But then you got the guys that say, well, "What about the rookies?" Well, that's that's part of being better. You're going to make yourself better by racing, not practicing. Well, for I have four a question, and, and Robert, you can probably answer this because you I race. Mm-hmm. How much can you take from I racing? To these racetracks. I mean, like, you look at some tracks like Hickory's getting ready to come online with iRacing, some of these other racetracks that are short tracks are on iRacing. So, can you take things from the iRacing if you're a rookie and, and, and move that into like real life? Uh, so, I mean, the only track that's on there that I've actually raced on, Southern National, the line is dead on. Like, the line you got to run is right on the bottom, right on that white line, drive it straight up off the bottom. But, like, the game is 
like a second faster. Like in the super late model, you're running like 13 second lap times, whereas they run 15 second lap times in real life. Right. Um, so it's a little bit skewed there, but I mean, it's not like you can go in there and build a setup on there and then just go put it in your late model. It ain't going to work that way. So I mean, it would help you like familiarize and maybe get a lifting point where you can pick the gas up kind of thing. But much more than that, I don't really see how it would, how it would benefit. Um, I mean, the thing with the tire deal, you know, it's screwed up for everybody, but I don't understand like why we have to be there two days testing when we don't have any tires. Right. I don't understand how, you know, the bigger teams are still getting tires. Like at Jennerstown, it was the wild, wild west. You had, you know, some guys that couldn't afford to buy the tires. And then you had the big money guys that was going to those guys and saying, here, we'll buy your tires from you. And then they were just giving them the money and they were going to buy them. And then they went home with five sets of tires. There was, yeah. two, there was two teams at Jennerstown that took home five sets of tires. Well, the one guy was actually smart and said, hey, you know, you can buy all five of our sets or all six of our sets, but we want one of them to race on. He didn't have to buy tires to race on at Jennerstown. You know, so, I mean, your bigger teams are doing that and they're still skirting the system. So, I mean, there's things that should or could be put in place to help it because all these lower budget guys are like, oh, this is great. You know, none of the big teams, we don't have to buy tires, but they still got them. Like, there was some, I don't even remember who it was, there was some teams that did two or three mock runs at Hickory, you know. Wasn't Josh one of those? No, we had tires from Caraway because he, okay. didn't, he didn't start the race. That's what we practiced on all weekend. And yeah, think about that. Well, we were terrible. I mean, we worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked, but we were terrible all weekend. I mean, I know talking to Deke McCaskill, you know, Deke is Deke's small – small budget small time i mean does it all himself and he was really excited about cutting back on the practice but you know deke's one of those guys he wasn't like some of these guys that show up on wednesday thursday practice two days before the friday practice and i've already i've made this very clear to a lot of people and i even i've even talked to chris ragel about this they could make a cars tour weekend a one-day show you could get there for early you could get all the practice that you needed. You could test. You could tech. You could qualify. You could race. You could do it all in one day. Yeah, now they can't. So the way they're going to – when you <clears throat> say that to them, they're going to say, well, you don't have to be here Friday. It's optional. That's that's going to be – Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But, I mean, now with the tire debacle, like, no one's got tires, so there's no need to go – I mean, everyone's going because the tire selection. Tire selection's on Friday, so you have to be there either way to pick your tires for the race. Right. But at the same time, especially right now, there's absolutely no need – to be there on a Friday because of the tires. I mean, it's. I don't see it getting any better, any better anytime soon. I think the um, regular car tires that we use on our trucks and everything else. I think we're getting ready to run into an issue with those, not being able to get them. I mean, I work in the car industry every day, and getting parts and getting things is rough. But um, I mean, it's hard getting vinyl for the graphics guys. Yeah, I mean, too. it's hard getting anything. I've got. Yeah. I've got cars that since. March, I've got a car that's been sitting, and I won't have the dash until November. I need a dashboard for it, and won't have it until oh, November. Wow. The customer had to go buy a new car because they couldn't get it. But, I mean, it's it's going to be like – it's not just race cars. It's going to be the personal passenger cars that are getting ready to have this big issue. And it's just, the, you know, the workforce. The There was some – I don't know what the technical term is, but some big bug infestation in China with all the trees that the rubber comes from or something, and it killed all the trees. So this is not going to be something that goes by 
anytime soon but a buddy of mine works at a tire plant he's like well we use synthetic rubber so we don't have an issue so right i don't really know what the difference is in the different types of cars or tires and things like that but i mean it's not good i mean i i don't know like what's going on with rockingham why if there's no way hoosier is yeah is going to waste time to build a set of tires for one race when they've got all these other series that use the same amount of tires so you know is rockingham still going to happen i mean i Good question. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't see Hoosier being that when they've got tracks all the way across the country yeah. and series all the way across the country. They're not going to waste the time for one race kind of thing. So I don't I don't know. I mean, everyone's using and depleting all of their tires and everything else. So, I mean, it's getting ready to be. We just line up and race and hope like hell you hit it at the shop. Right on. Well, Brandon Willis got the caution flag out. We're going to take a break. We're going to stick her up, and we'll be back with Adam Resnick, Robert Arch, and P.J. Bryant. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast to the Cars Tour. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336 213 0736. That's 336 213 0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336 213 0736, South Boston, Virginia. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. This is Kate Honeycutt, driver the number four. Justin Johnson Racing Ford. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn. Green flags back out. Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Our spotters edition. PJ Bryan, who spots for Caden Honeycutt. Robert Arch, who spots for both Josh Berry and Mason Diaz. And Adam Resnick, who spots for Justin Johnson. And 
guys, we were talking about tires um, before the break, and and then we got to talking a little bit about what some of these other tracks uh, may or may not be doing with the tire shortage. And we talked about Martinsville and Roberts. You said you mentioned that you'd heard that even though people have questioned whether Martinsville's 300 lapper Valley Star Credit Union 300 would would go off in five weeks, but you said that you feel like that's pretty much a go with what you've heard. So they say we will see. So, um, but but again, the tire deal. Um, does that change the way you guys? I mean, I know Justin, for example, Adam. You know, they were on practice tires. They did have a set that they were able to mock up on um, at Hickory, but it's not even about the practice tires. It's the it's the limited supply and what you've got for race tires. And I know that you know Justin mentioned he might have gotten a bad set of tires. So how much does that play into the whole? tire shortage thing as far as matching numbers and that's the thing man and maybe you guys know a little bit more i don't try to understand the tire deal and and what mechanically happens but how important is matching up those serial numbers i ain't got a clue i'm a spotter yeah, don't give me hell. <laughs> no, but I really fucking black well, and but, around and cold air. We show up. We don't push. We don't. <laughs> no, I've seen you push. But, no, what's going on right now? These tires are being made as quick as they can make them. They're yeah, not, they're not getting cured. That's what happened at the Pensacola the week before. And they, right, they weren't curing and they were coming apart and things like that. I mean, I mean, it's all going to play into a fact. But at the same time, it's going to be like luck of the draw. When we were there with Mason earlier in the year, Mason was top five of the board all weekend long. We went and qualified, and uh, Jessica Gann out qualified us. We qualified last. So, and just like you might get a bad set of tires, the next week you might have half the field that gets a bad set of tires, and you get a good set of tires. So it's it's, it's an equal thing. It's not. It shouldn't be an issue. Racing's hard enough as it is. Yeah. And then you put the tire equation in there. But it's there, something we need to get used to, and um, we better start learning. Everything's so high tech now; all these load numbers, and it's um, it's getting so out of control. So now, when you put a set of 150 lap tires on there, well, you can't buy the same tires that you're actually racing on size wise. You know, these teams—I mean—they're spun out because of um, the technology. It ain't like the olden days; it used to be very, very simple, and it's not simple anymore. Who does? Yeah, Brandon, Brandon Butler's calling. In y'all's opinion, does a veteran driver have an advantage now? Like a Deke McCaskill or a Justin Johnson versus someone like a Caden Honeycutt who's a rookie, a Sam Butler who's a rookie that, you know, they need some of these tracks they've not been to? I mean, does does that experience help oh, them I mean, at all? I, I, I think experience means a bunch. Um, yeah. You know, especially like 90% of my job with Caden, nothing against him. It's trying to tell him the sky's not falling, you know. Um, because everything is always, you know, him him worrying about stuff that he can't control. It's just like these tire codes. You know, I'm in the shock and spring business, and 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 I have people used to call me and goes, I gotta have a red Eibach, you know, or whatever. Well, now it's like, I'll take whatever you can get in this rate, and and I feel like that's what they're gonna have to start doing with these tires. They matching codes and all that's over for a while. You know, you're gonna get as long as you got a white line around the center of it, you're gonna be happy. You know, and try to get your stagger right and go run and. Um, so I think the veterans do have, you know, a, a better chance of running good. But then you look at Hickory the other night, man, there was some veterans spread out throughout the field, you know, and some of them ran good and some of them didn't. Yeah, but to a degree, like um, these guys, I mean, they all got 
junk tires, whatever, they're going to unload and get their load numbers and all that nonsense on a set of junk tires. So, I mean, they're going to run 15, 20 laps. So, you know, the news guys can get their lifting points and things like that for these new tracks. I mean, it's definitely an advantage to have raced there before, but, I mean, it's not going to be the end of the world, you know. So, I mean, you're not going to dial your car in on that first set of tires anyways. Probably the ones you raced on when you unloaded at the last track. So, I mean, it's all a uh, it's all a predicament we're all in. We all got to make the best of it and hope for the best and hopefully uh, it gets turned around. What's the um, – Adam, I'll start with you. Well, I, I was going to say real quick, you, you, we, we talk about the young people – at a disadvantage, you take um, the Xfinity this year, and you take um, even Josh. I mean, look at what he's done. No practice, never seen a racetrack before, and um, never driven anything like that before. So I, I think you're starting to see some real talent show up from mm-hmm. these younger kids. And I think that the veterans who know what they're looking for, who know more of, of what to do during the practice, Mm-hmm. I don't think they're getting that advantage on these young kids where everybody's kind of in the same boat. I think they got the same car. And I, I just I think I think it's really helping the young kids. I mean, like, like a Caden. I mean, he just has speed every time we go somewhere. And I don't know if he knows exactly what he's looking for when he goes to a new racetrack. Where if a Deke or a Justin, um, these guys go to a racetrack and they know the feel they want, they can look for it. Mm-hmm. These kids don't know what they're looking for. So I, I actually think the, the non-practice, the non-tire thing is actually – and like you said, Hickory. I mean, look at these kids who, who started up front. Oh, yeah, Schaefer, it, Minnie. Yeah, I mean, it's – Yeah, a um, lot of the younger kids were up front. Yeah, the 17 car, I think. I mean, you know what I'm saying? These people, yeah. it was um, – I'm surprised, but I really think it's actually made everybody equal. I think it makes the rookies equal. It's made a lot more interesting racing right now because, I mean, we're scared to death half the time because the people who are in front of us are people we've never even raced with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Justin started in the back. Caden started in the back. You know, and you I mean, Riggs, look at Riggs. He's starting yeah. in the back. I mean, it's, you know, Riggs is, is, is the guy to beat. And he's still the same driver as he's always been. It's, he's probably, you know, and he's still, I mean, he, he qualifies in the back. I think, I, I, say, I really think if you look at a lot of people qualifying up front that normally don't qualify up front, qualify up front. And that's only happened since we've had this tire debacle. Yeah. We qualified up front. That was a little surprising, actually, because I mean, I mean, I mean you talking about Mason? You're talking about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> both of them. Yeah, but for Mason, that was great because he has not had, he's not been great yeah. thus far. I mean, it was a great weekend for him all around. At Hickory on the last restart, they were talking like what they were going to do and this, that, and the other, like what to do, whatever. And Mason's like, y'all don't talk about it. I got it. He's like, Robert can be listening. <laughs> they were you know, worried that I, I had flipped over on the team. I don't, and I, you had because you heard. No, that. I didn't. No? no, Mason told me after the race. Okay, I didn't. You know, know, I don't. I don't know if the cars has a uh, award for like somebody like Mason, but like he's fast every week. Hard he luck. just always has the dumbest things happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's yeah. like that guy that has. If if your if your rear view mirror is going to fall off and you know get stuck under the gas pedal, he's going to be the guy that that, that happens to. You they, know? Keep, they keep coming back. Yeah, and it yeah, paid I mean, off. Yeah, and it I paid mean, off. Tour yeah. twelve, he's got to. But look at um, um, Tyler Matthews. That dude yeah. almost won there. Man, the first race, man. and and he literally was a. I mean, like the last place car. Yeah. And um, that's amazing that, to go from. I mean, came back. You know, same setup. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just really neat. If you look at the field, even last three races, there's no way you could pick the field as far as qualifying was. Yeah. There's zero. I, nobody has any idea where anybody's going to qualify. 
I had a question. I'm going to start with PJ. Um, obviously, clear, inside, outside, those are things. But how much do you do you coach Caden what, during a race? I mean, as far as line or lift points and things like that, is that something that you feel comfortable to spot her doing? Oh, yeah. You have to. I mean, I think – you know, especially with a rookie, you gotta. Uh, I do a lot of stuff off of a race monitor. You know, watching times and. Um, I mean, you know, as a spotter, where we're at, you can tell when somebody's overdriving the corner, or you can tell when they're, you know, way up in left field. You know, you can kind of reel them back in a little bit. But yes, for sure. Unfortunately, yes. I mean, a lot of the veterans, no, you don't have to do that. But you know, the, Caden, you know, not being at a lot of these places he's never been to, yes, I have to. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. But I, I'm Ryan? telling you, it's getting less and less. I've only spotted for him since Caraway, and um, it's getting less and less. Yeah. You know, so. about you, Robert? Uh, with Josh, not so much. <clears throat> um, he more or less wants to know, like, what everyone else is doing. Like, you know, if someone's making up time running the top here or running mm-hmm. there, that kind of thing. I mean, Mason, I've pretty much taught him, you know, a lot about racing since, you know, he was 14, 15 years old. I was pretty much spotted for him since he started in a late model. Um, and I've talked to him and, you know, like restarting and, you know, how to do this and how to do that. I mean, I've, I've taught Mason and helped Mason a lot with that just because, I mean, I've done it for him for like the last five or six years. So yeah, Josh is a little bit different. Like he don't like lap times. Like he don't want to hear a whole bunch and, um, he wants to hear lap times about every 10, 15 laps. Just, you know, just see what's going on, the average amount kind of thing. But um, Mason, I mean, it, you know, it does help him a lot, I feel like, um, just because he is learning and going to a lot of these different tracks. I mean, it, you know, if you see something, you say it, they ain't got to listen to it. And at the end of the day, they're holding the steering wheel. So, right. I mean, I can only make a suggestion, you yeah. know, whether they do it or not, that's on them. But, I mean, it just all depends on – who it is and, you know, the talent level they got and the experience they got of how you attack it. You know, with Josh, it's different, but with Mason or someone else, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Adam, what about you with, with Justin? I mean, I mean I'm, I'm fortunate that I have a veteran driver, of course. I mean, just super talented. I felt like that, that he's been on top of his game. He's probably as good as any driver out there this year. But even though, I mean, we still – I mean, he, he likes to go hard. Yeah. And – um not that he don't know how not to go hard, but you know he's he's um, he really puts a lot of faith in me and Marcus. He lets me pretty much call the race. I mean, I you know if somebody's coming and I want him to and I want him to, um, to let him go, he'll pull over and let him go. Yeah. Um, a lot of you know it's um we all need it. I mean, every driver is different. I mean, he doesn't need a spotter as far as you know a coach. Yeah. But it really does help, and he and we, I know him, and, and he knows me. And um, just like that hickory, I mean, just at the end of the race or whatever, the bottom line was better. I say, you know, even though it might feel good up top, and top might have been very successful for us to run, you know, the heat cycle before that or to run before that, if I say, Justin, the bottom line's going or we're faster on the bottom, he's going to the bottom. Yep. So I just think he has so much trust in me, and I, I of course, have trust in him. And it um, – I mean, he's true. He's a veteran. It's not like he can win with anybody. Yeah. But he really does listen, and I feel like we gained positions. I feel like this past week we played it out exactly. I said, "Hey, you're not catching that guy." I think we were a tail end of the lead lap coming in on the um, closed caution. You know, the pit lane was um was closed. Yeah. And um, I said, "Hey, you're not catching him." You know, as far as the, the last place car, where I think we're like five lap cars between us. I said, "So don't try." I said, and "A caution's going to come out, and when it does, then we'll we'll be back up there on the tail end." 
Yeah, you know, like, you know, and then and then we we um, we gained the spots, and he played it exactly like um like I asked him to. I mean, that last ten laps for him was huge. I mean, he picked up probably four or five spots in yeah. the last ten laps. Yeah, and I just think he believes in me. And if and if I do wrong, he doesn't. Um, he's never going to criticize me, and um, it's just it's just it's it's an amazing situation. I've never in my life thought I'd be in a situation where um he thinks like you know he listens to me, I listen to him. It's really really. I've never, other with Franklin Butler back, you know, back in the '90s, I've never had a situation where I enjoyed going to the racetrack so much, and and to have, a, um, um, I mean, he's really that good a driver to have him and keep him calm, yeah, and you know, and, and he gets excited. I get excited in the car. I need somebody sometimes to calm me down and say, "Hey, do not hit that dude." Yeah, I mean, we want to hit everybody, but if somebody tells you, "Do not freaking hit him," it helps. I mean, Robert does it. I mean, Robert calms people down. I've heard you do it. You know, not don't, very often. Yes, that's not true, Robert. Not I, very I, often. Yeah, I've, I've heard, heard you, you tell them to junk cars too. <laughs> I might have said that a time or two. Yeah, where you're running for points, you can't. You can't be that's right. anybody. You can't be hitting anybody. You, yeah, just can't, you, can. you can't do it. If you win the race, you yeah, get maximum it, points. What about the next race? Well, you better hit them again. Get <laughs> them before they get you, kind of thing. Right. You know, you know why Josh Berry does not want lap times, right? Because he's usually the fastest. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Pretty easy, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. need to know. Well, look, let's take uh, let's take another break. Caution flags out. We're going to come down pit road, sticker up, and we'll be back here with our spotters edition of the Stickered Up podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Cars Tour. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact PJ Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Anna Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. Delivery by truck. Part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. 
Chass Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RS today at 336 213 0736. That's 336 213 0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RS Race Cars, 336 213 0736, South Boston, Virginia. Mitty Tyrell, driver of the number 81 Quaker State Chevrolet, and you're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn. Green Flag Bat, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour, our spotters edition. And uh, guys, one question I wanted to ask is, um, uh, obviously there can be heated moments in the spotter stand, especially when things happen on the racetrack. So, Paisy, I'll start with you. Um, most awkward moment? in the spotter stand with a an incident or a wreck or being told that you can go somewhere yeah i've uh i've had unfortunately probably four or five um i'm not real proud of it you know after it happens but when it happens you're you're right 100 percent of the time 100 percent of the time um you know that's the deal whoever's driving for me at the time is who i'm going to defend like he's my brother yeah and these guys right here do the same thing i'm I've not had any instances with them, but I've had a couple. Um, actually, me and Tony Arnold, the guy that was supposed to be on. We probably should have. Yeah. We probably should have. <laughs> yeah. um, Tony Arnold, I think he was going to be on here with us. He's not. Me and him joke about one all the time at Martinsville. I don't even remember who he was spotting for. And I was spotting for Timothy, and we were leading. And I, I don't even remember what was over, but I told him I was going to throw him off there. You know, and, and he always reminds me of that. You know, now, I mean, I think in the heat of the moment, we all kind of get heated, but – I don't know. There might be one other one. The guy don't really like me, but hell, I don't care. You know what I mean? It's I'm there to do one thing, and if if you like me, you like me. I'm gonna tell you when you're right, and I'm gonna tell you when you're wrong, and and I'm gonna tell you when I'm right and wrong. You know? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. That's how it is. I don't think in the heat of the moment, you know, we've all screamed. I've heard Robert screaming. I've heard you know a lot of people scream. But in the end, when we're walking down to the to the front stretch. Hell, I don't, nobody's really. I showed up mad at nobody. Yeah, that's, I, I wanna, showed up to the racetrack with my friends. So. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I want to talk about that too. That's, that's been the coolest thing for me, be it not being a spotter. Number one, I have no idea who anybody's spotting for up there for the most part, so that kind of helps. Um, yeah. Until you're passing those lap cars and you really want to know. Who exactly. Yeah. You yeah. want to know, and then um, but it's um like even like Brandon Butler, you know, me and him are really really close, and he spots for many. And um, Justin, he, he wanted to dive bomb him, you know, at, at um, Dylan, and he did it. He did it too. I mean, I don't have any problem admitting it. You know, I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'm, like lap three. I'm sticking for my guy all the time. Yeah. But when he does wrong, I'm yelling. I'm on the radio, and Brandon's over there waving his arms at me. I'm like, yep. I mean, what? What are you gonna say? And um, that's the biggest thing. But it's really neat up there with Lee and um, Lee Pulliam. Yeah. And Tony Arnold. I mean, he's he pretty much. When he led me around like when I first started doing some spotting and showed me where to go and how to do it and and he's um he's kind of like my spotting mentor I guess but but it's neat because like people that I haven't really had a relationship with or a competitive relationship maybe didn't like that much or when you get in a spotter stand it's, it's incredible like we're all we're all doing the same thing trying to look after our drivers and um yeah know, and it's, it's really it's really interesting it's a whole different view as far as people wise I really enjoy it. And nobody takes it personal because they know you're not driving for the most part. People, yeah. In cars, the way people are pretty professional, so you don't have that issue like you do on a local level. Yeah. 
My uh, biggest deal, I mean, I've had my fair share of run-ins. I, ain't, I don't I don't believe that at all. I, I mean, probably, you're an angel when you're up there. Probably the worst one was at Orange County, and I was spot for Bradley, and Jamie Cottle had run over us like three races in a row. I mean, three races in a row. And This is a Cars Tour race? Yeah. It okay. was like first or second year. Okay. And um, he run over us again, and I was like, go junk that son of a bitch. And then Bradley run all over the side of him, and his spotter came over and said something. His spotter was like two people down. No. It was me, Deke, Spotter, and then him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a pair of wire cutters. For whatever reason, we're in my pocket. I must have been doing something. Please and tell me you cut his. I was, like, this close <laughs> to cutting the damn radio cord on this radio. Like, I was so mad. And we were arguing back and forth, and Heavy had his button keyed up, and he's yelling at us to stop, and he's talking to Deke, and Deke's freaking out. I mean, it was big. Like, we were pushing and shoving. Like, it was it was absolutely big. Adam, his face is getting red. Will you hug him or something? He's getting, <laughs> he's getting wound up. I, was, <laughs> I mean, I was so mad, but, I mean, I've had my fair share of, you know. Just like, like Lee this week. Remember yeah, how excited he got? Or, like, with Bradley. I mean, Bradley's pretty aggressive, and he'll run over somebody, turn down a cross of them. I mean, I'm like, I didn't do it. Yeah. And But the best thing you can ever do when someone is mad at you is you just look down at your hands and look back at them and says, do you see a steering wheel in these hands? I ain't driving it. And they'll get so mad, and then they'll think about it, and then they'll walk away. Yeah. And it's the best thing you can ever say to them. Yeah. But then on the face first, or whenever you're yelling at them and they do it to you, you're pissed. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I've had my fair share of run-ins, but, I mean, I've kind of calmed down a little bit because at the end of the day, we're not driving it. You know? Right. Unless they do something. Unless, you know, like we were clearly there and they turned down like we weren't there, then obviously it's probably your fault. Like, you yeah. know, you did something stupid. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with telling the driver's an idiot. Because at oh. halftime, they know it. Oh, I mean, it might be an I mean, idiot. It you know, I mean, if you make a mistake, else, I mean, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's not like you don't know. I mean, if, yeah. Caden, if Caden did something just really messed up and did something wrong. Yeah, I mean, that's your job. You're there to tell them right or wrong. Yeah, you know? and then, you know. Have you ever have you ever had to have that conversation with driving? Like, man, that, that doesn't, that's not a good look. Um, or do you just kind of let that go? I've told Brad yeah. McCaskill several times if he does something like that again, I'll turn the radio off because he obviously doesn't need me. Yeah. I, mean, I don't care. I mean, obviously, if you ain't going to listen, there's no need right. for me to waste my time up right. there. But, I mean, it's all like I, mean, I think we all moment. debrief. I mean, I think we might yeah. not do it right after the race, but I think during the week we all try to improve. Just like Justin might say, hey, can you do this next time for me? Right. And I, and I might say, hey, Justin, you ran in the back of that guy. You shouldn't have at that point in time. I mean, it's just that's what that's what you do. And I mean, as a driver, you need that. I mean, I'm telling you, it's really neat to have somebody else with eyes on you and, and seeing what's going on. And it helps me a lot as a driver. I mean, a lot. Yeah. Well, you guys have all won as spotters. Is is and I'll start with um, I'll start with PJ. What's the what's the biggest race that you've been a part of as far as being in victory lane? Uh, I'd have to say Martinsville with Timothy. Um, as far as late mile stock, um, a lot of championships. Um, like, you know, I'm not I'm not good. I just got to hang out with a lot of good people, you know. Yeah. And that's that's what I've always said. I'm you know I'm just a little small part of it. And um, probably Martinsville. I'd say that was the biggest one. Especially I just started my shock business and and he had those on and that was a double double one for me. So. That's pretty awful. Yeah. Yeah. Martinsville, yeah. Mm. Robert? Uh, we won the summer showdown out in Seattle three times with Preston Peltier. Um, I didn't know you spotted for Preston. Yeah, I've spotted for Preston since 2014. What's he doing these? Is he still racing? Super late model out of okay. Colorado. He okay. just 
He um he should have won out there in Seattle the, two weeks ago. And you went to all of them, didn't you? For a while there, he was flying you every yeah. I mean, every week or every couple of weeks, whatever. You were flying yeah, out so there. I won out there. Derek Krause won the championship in Arca with him. I won, a, won like four or five races with him. I mean, I don't know what else we've won. I don't really know. Did you spot for Josh when he won at Martinsville? No. Yeah, Matt. I spot. I took over the year after. Okay. Um, and that was just because Matt's got a little kid. Yeah. And he wanted to spend time with his son at home. I mean, we won that 30K race. Well, yeah. Yeah, we won the last two 30K races. That's right. Uh, with Josh. Um, but, I mean, those are like the biggest races. I mean, those ones out in Seattle were 25 grand a piece, and Josh won 30 grand a piece there. So, I mean, I guess those are the, the biggest so ones. you're like a hired gun. You want to win. You want to win a big race. You need to have this guy on the radio. Uh, I don't do nothing. I just get paid to go on the racetrack and talk. That's what I tell everybody. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm pretty he, good he, at he it. He must be good because like he's, he's spotted for a lot of good people, and, and you've always got that phone call. Look, Josh only hired me because he said I would fit in and I drink beer with the guys with the best of them. That's the only reason why I got my job. You got your well. You brought beer to the podcast, which we're all very appreciative of. <laughs> I mean, you're the actually the first guest to bring beer to the podcast, so yeah, you, you have you, kudos for me. Well, I mean, he, but he said it was me or one other guy I was going to talk to, and he said you were a better fit because we you would drink beer with us. And that's how I got my job. I mean, I didn't really know Josh. I mean, I yeah, I kind of like just walked up one day and just started talking, and it just kind of happened, and then yeah. He reached out and wanted me to do it. He's a good dude, uh, and that's He's the thing. Right. He, well, I mean, I think I think he gets like, I think he gets a bad rap from a lot of people because there's people in the garage area that that never actually spoken two words to him and they just have this persona that he's just this elitist that you know and you just got to get to know and talk to people and Adam you talk to everybody what's your biggest win as a spotter just my first year Dylan really spotted Dylan Dylan or Caraway which one one did we come from the back from was that Caraway Caraway because y'all started back there with us but we stayed in the back um, you never I mean well I mean Barry and Josh never started at the rear end but I wasn't with him I was with Mason that was a last minute deal for Josh so I was with Mason yeah I'd say Dylan though I mean I really felt like I was a big part of that win speaking of Dylan when we played the we had Justin in the following week and uh, you came in victory lane and had some really exciting choice words that we had to edit out. <laughs> so, did I really? really? Yes, you did. I didn't know that. This is a Christian show. I, I did not know that. Yeah. You came in with the with the F, yeah. We really? did it. Oh, yeah. yeah. We edited it out. But, it, but, but it's, it, look, and for me, you know, being a, being a sponsor and a partner with Justin, I mean, that was huge. That was the, huge. The me cussing part? Or the, no, the, the win. I was thinking the excitement part. The yeah. excitement you know? part, yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, do y'all ever have to watch what you say on the radio? Mm, no, I haven't. Well, uh, oh, I've been watching. I've been I've been carelessly hearing. I guess no, the, not on this radio, but oh, you're spotting. Yeah, I've been, I got a little carried away um, this past week, I think. But, well, um, I got called out for I, – I, so I spotted this past weekend for Carter at South Boston, and I forgot that there are small children that can scan and listen to what we're saying. And I dropped an F-bomb, and six-year-old pulled his headset off. and said, what did he say? <laughs> so I felt terrible, but I try to watch what I say. So, yeah, and Speaking of that, I mean, I, I love God, and, and, I, and I know I'm a sinner, and, um, and I do feel bad about sometimes after, after I, I do stuff like that for sure. But, but Dylan, getting back to that, <laughs> unbelievable. Just um, <laughs> really, I mean, just I really felt like that we played the game. Justin, yeah. Justin was smart. I think you know. I just, man, I just I've never felt part of um, like Caraway. Yeah, I did okay job. It was great. 
But he was going to win that race regardless, I think, as far as the way it all played out. It's because Deke was in second. If anyone else was in second, y'all wouldn't have won that race. I, yeah, hey, I, you I know that. what? We can, <laughs> hey, hey, Josh could say the same thing about Orange County. Correct. <laughs> yeah. But it's – um. But we, you know, I, I really feel like that Dylan and I made a difference. I think we played the game, we did everything exactly right, and he listened. He listened to everything I told him. I mean, every single word, and I felt like that I did make a difference. But, but, yep, yeah, I want to win one more. Three races is my goal are, this year. Are you calling the shot? Are you going to retire right after you win? Or I mean, I mean, if he wins a Cars Tour championship in three races, he might as well. You're, you're calling it. Go, no, out, no. go out on top. <laughs> yeah, I quit everything. No, I, I come back. I come back every year. At the end of last year, I told Josh I was done. I never want to see a race car again. I was over it. Yeah, so, but you were you went you were in the grind with those guys last I year. Leaving Langley at two a.m. because they tore a whole car apart and having to drive four hours to Southern National. I mean, it was. It was long. I didn't want to go racing ever again. Like, it was so bad. Yeah. So, I mean, I wanted to do that, like, one time. Like, I always say, like, that'd be fun to go do one time. I'm glad we won because we ain't got to do it again. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't do it if it it wasn't the Cars Tour with the schedule we have and the fact that I I give my word. I I don't – I mean – Jason Stanley, he'll he'll text me. You coming this weekend? No, you know. I, well, I got a text from Justin while we were recording here, asking if I was coming to Motor Mile this weekend to spot for Whitney. Do you want to go do that for me? No, I don't. I don't think her mom likes me. I have no, I have no, no desire. I spotted for it Ace, and she said that I gave her anxiety. Robert, I, I can't That's imagine. What she said. I can't imagine. You gave you gave Gina anxiety, or you gave Whitney said. anxiety? No, Gina. Oh, I mean, I was nice. I mean, I was coaching her, but I mean. We just weren't that good. It was our first time at Ace, and we struggled. And Ask him how much it pays. Yeah, I mean, it, the motor miles a long way to go for <laughs> not a whole lot of money. Yeah. That's a long nice ride. But yeah, That's no, the thing, too. Like, we almost wrecked the leaders at Ace. and sh- I mean, I, I kind of freaked out because we literally about wrecked the leaders like, and wrecked them. And I'm like, get down, get down. And she's like, you give me anxiety, right? Yeah, she was. That was. Um, you should have told him you give me anxiety. <laughs> I aged ten years. Exactly. I can't do this because I like they were yelling. Anxiety. They were yelling at me, and I'm like, I told her y'all were coming ten laps ago. Yeah. Well, guys, I can't thank you guys enough, and this was a lot of fun, and I would like to do this again. Uh, maybe we can wrap up the season with a with a second edition. Um, I give my my drivers when they come in an opportunity to thank their sponsors. Um, you guys all do different things, so I want to give you guys an opportunity to 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 tell everybody what you guys do when you're not at the racetrack on the weekend spotting for these guys. And I'll start with PJ. Oh, this is a great time for yeah, you. Yeah, no, this spot. is the, the BST plug time. Or, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was actually thinking I'd plug. You know, being a dad, that's probably the biggest thing that I'm proud of. Uh, well, that's cool. Yeah, Tabor and Remington. And, um, other than that, building shocks and you know spotting on the weekends, man, it's it's been fun. Well, the business I own, no one will ever call me on because I deal with insurance <laughs> companies. <laughs> but uh, I own a company that puts airbags in cars when they get wrecked. And uh, so, he, but he is single. You should advertise the fact you're single. Uh, are you single? Oh, single? is this late yeah. breaking news yeah, right here? Are, are you not single? single? <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't know. Okay. I'll try, to, I'll try to help you out. You it's, know? It's, I don't need any more women trouble. Is it me. complicated? It's very complicated right now. <laughs> I don't like, get into that then. If I'm sorry. No. Right? I'll try to help you out. You we'll know? need a, like a four hour long podcast for that whole subject. Um, so, but yeah. Um, but no, I own airbag specialists out of here at Raleigh and work at all the body shops and things like that. So. That's how um, you get so much time off. 
Yeah, you got to own the business. I own the damn... Well, I'm you from, own BST, I I'm, mean... I'm from the janitor to the damn CEO. Yeah. You want HR? Same guy answers the phone. So yeah. Call and cuss out whoever you want. Nothing's going to change. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's just do whatever I want to do. Which it was easier last year with COVID because it slowed down a lot. Now it's wide open. I wasn't sure I was going to make it today. So... Well, awesome. we're, we're glad that you're here. Adam, you, you probably drove the first... Well, I don't know. You and PJ probably close to the same. PJ yeah. about the same. I'm right at two. Yeah, two I was, hours. I was two and a half. So that was twenty got minutes. Got you uh, like, like yeah, but but you drove a much nicer. You drove a really nice car up here. That's who's got the money. Justin, no, Justin's paying him way no. too much money. Yeah, I mean, is that what spotters drive? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're driving a twenty. Was that a twenty twenty two? I want to tell you that my favorite thing is um <laughs> is um. <laughs> My, my grandchild is um that's my that's my favorite grandchild thing. you have a grandchild yeah, I got a grandchild. Lord. I got a grandchild my wife you know we have um I got who's a, your plastic I surgeon got, I got but his <laughs> wife is smoking hot my wife is smoking hot she, <laughs> she is, is. She, Robert Robert this is going is, south quick yeah. Robert's got it taken care of for me something happens to me I am and, in um, the I am in the wheel and I am going to spend every bit of his insurance yeah, absolutely policy. but no that's every my that's my favorite thing I've enjoyed my grandbaby so um I go up on Saturday mornings because normally the grandbaby comes over Friday nights we could spend time together. Um, I got my furniture store, Furniture for Less, which is a partner with, with um, Justin Johnson. And um, that, that's pretty much I work, you know, yeah. and, and I get to play, but I really enjoy my wife. I enjoy um, that's good. I enjoy my business, and I enjoy going to spotting for my limited schedule that I do. And the um, biggest thing is, you know, it's, just, I just keep thinking about Kirk Ipock as far as what he does for racing. Whatever you're thinking the whole time, you know, I'm sitting there going. It's funny you said that because I've never talked to that guy a day in my life. Really? But I was like, man, how do I work that guy in? Because he's done so much you for better have everybody. A lot of time on your hands. Yeah. He likes to talk. <laughs> he, yeah. He's you know, freaking awesome. Yeah. I, I met Lee McCall for the first time this week. Never talked to Lee McCall. Been to racetrack forever my whole no, life. Yeah. Speaking of Lee McCall, when I left Hickory on Friday, there was a note on the windshield of my truck and it said, call for a good time with a phone number. And I was like, this is a joke. So I called the number. It's Lee McCall. It was Lee McCall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was hilarious. He's like, you better talk to your friends, which it was his crew guys that put it on my truck. That's was it Doug? Cool. Yeah, it was yeah, Doug. Doug. Okay. Yeah. Imagine Doug that. put it on my truck. So I called him. He's like, tell him you had a good time last night. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, Lee McCall's cool. And, and that's another thing, too. The reason why I love going to the Cars Tour, I love seeing my friends. That's exactly like the, 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 at 100%. The people there are all top-notch. I get to see, you know, I feel like I've made friends with Josh Berry. I really enjoy Josh. I really yeah, enjoy Robert. He calls you the president. I know. Something got to be something. The mayor. I call the you mayor. the mayor. That sounds, sounds good to me. He's running for president. But I really enjoy seeing Tyler Matthews. When, you know, um, that Lee Pulley. I really enjoy seeing these people. I mean, it yeah. for me, you know, Brandon Butler, I get to see him and his son. I really enjoy that. Every, yeah. You know. Because I don't live near these people. Yeah. So for me to go, and, and, and it's not like a local show, not being mean, it's just a different caliber of people, and the people I get to see, and Robert, and I mean, I just, I really enjoy it. So yeah. I, I love going for the people. I love the Cars Tour. It's like the traveling circus is what I call it. Yeah, it's, it's and, fantastic. It's awesome. And Jack just does an amazing freaking job. I mean, think about what he's done for racing. Kirk Ipock, Jack. Those two people, single-handedly, you know, Ron Barfield. There's yeah. certain people who really make a big, a big factor in. Um, <laughs> Do you want to plug Dylan Motor Speedway while we're? Again, I mean, I don't go there. I don't go there. Went on about the car store. I don't go there except for Barfield. Well, you know what? Are you going to say Darren Hackett next? No, no, just not. No, no. Mike Diaz. I would definitely no. plug the plastic surgeon if you've got a grandkid, though. Yeah, wait, I, I no, mean, that surprises okay, I'm 46, me. That, I'm 46 years old. I'm 43, my, and I no, ain't got no. My wife, my wife's a little bit older than me, not much, okay? So I got two stepchildren. Well, she looks way better than me. Oh, I bet. And I got two stepchildren, and um, which are like my own, and, and we got a grandbaby. That's good. 
That's good. Freaking awesome. I'd have never guessed it. Well, we're definitely going to have to have the a smoking s- hot wife or the grandbaby. <laughs> <laughs> definitely going to have to have a second second edition, second round with you guys. But again, thank you guys all for coming in. Uh, we'll take the uh, final caution here on Sickered Up Podcast. We'll be back to recap and close out this episode of Sickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. BST. Bryant Shock Technology. Providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Delivery by truck. Part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. This is Daniel Silvestri, driver the number 97 Bitcoin Chevrolet. You're listening to Stick It Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn. White Flag Stick It Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. We'll take a couple of weeks off with the postponement of the Solid Rock Carriers 125 at Wake County Speedway this coming Saturday night. Our next event will be at Motor Mile Speedway on August the 28th. The Long Run Transportation 225 we will have the late models and the super late models. And what we'll do is we will preview that in our next episode of the Stickered Up Podcast. I do want to thank again Robert Arch, Adam Resnick, and PJ Bryan for joining us in studio for our Spotters edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. As always, Dave Perkins, Morgan Patrick from Broadcasting Experts for making us sound so good. And our sponsors, we couldn't do it without them. Solid Rock Carriers, Kirk Ipoc, Justin Johnson at Thrifty tire 
PJ Bryant BST, Marcus Richmond at RNS Race Cars, and our friend Tony Stevens at Pit Road TV. Until next time, that's the checkered flag on this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.